Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 365, but days are all the same. Wanna break the cycle, but I can't change my way. To get up out my house, I've been stuck in this place. Wanna feel alive, but I can't feel a thing. Welcome to the IDP Show. I'm your host, Josh Raymer, joined in the So Check tonight. On my right, Adam Markham. Addy, how are you, hon? Doing good, Joshy. How are you, baby? We're watching a little Monday Night Football here in the So Check. It's uh, 17-13. Raiders are up on the Packers. It's the fourth quarter, so um, another kind of Monday Night stinker, but at least we got a close one this time. We've had some big injuries. Quay Walker left this one with a knee injury, so we'll have to see what that's all about. Hopefully it's not anything too serious, but um, Max Crosby's been awesome. He's added another X to uh, his first name. Yeah, so. he's gonna, it's not going to fit all on one line on the dock anymore. It's going to have to like wrap down to the next line. There's eight Xs now. Yes, it really is. We're adding one for every sack. Um, so, yeah, brutal week two on the offensive injuries with uh, our beloved Anthony Richardson going down with a grade three AC joint sprain. So, oh, man. Yeah, it sounds like he's going to be out to about week 12. Uh, I think they're going to... From what I'm understanding, probably keep him out through the bye. Three and two, though. Three and two. Gardner Minshew's pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah. And the schedule's pretty soft coming up, yep. so you never know. Titans stink, so that helps. Yeah. Uh, Jaguars are hit or miss. They're fun. Texans are hit or miss. So, yeah, I think it's uh, we could still be in the mix for the division when he comes back, but love A. Rich. He's just got to learn to protect himself. Yeah, it's been like every single game that he's every. Si- I don't think he's finished a game yet. Yeah. So, just He'll get uh, there. Get better soon. Anthony, we uh, we love watching you play football. You're an exciting young rookie, but this is the NFL. You've got to learn to take care of yourself. These guys are also very big and very fast and very strong. That is a shame. He was looking like league winner for sure at quarterback. Truly. So, but we're glad you guys are here. It is the week five recap. Addy and I are going to go through game by game, giving you storylines, giving you the top scores, and um, just kind of filling you in on the week that happened in IDP. Uh, before we jump into it, though, Addy, Arn has this great chart at the top of the dock. It is tracking greatness. Uh, players who have scored more than 40 points in a single game. We got to add one player to that list in week five. It was A.J. Epinesa, edge for the Buffalo Bills, in the game against the Jags, going for 41.8 points. So uh, I believe they called this out on the preview pod as a great matchup for defensive tackles, not necessarily edge rushers. 
But AJ Epinesa getting it done. Welcome to the Tracking Greatness spreadsheet, Mr. Epinesa. He's been really good. He's had another huge game this year already. So, I mean, yeah, two uh, two so far. I mean, what do the snaps look like for him down the stretch with Vaughn Miller coming back? Probably not not great. But, yeah, I mean, matchup dependent. I think you can plug this guy in yeah. you know, and, and maybe cross your fingers and get a sack or two. But, yeah, monster game, 41 points. 41 points, 67% of snaps. So, yeah, what does that look like with Vaughn Miller getting worked back in a little bit? We'll get to that game here in just a bit. But uh, let's jump in with Thursday Night Football. We're actually going to go back in time to start the recap with the Thursday night game, which was a really wacky game. Bears get the 40-20 to win over the Commanders. I mean, weird things happen on Thursday night football, Addy. And the Bears beating the Commanders by 20 points, I think definitely qualifies as wacky. On the Bears side of things, Demarcus Walker, 20.1 points. He had two TFLs and a sack. TJ Edwards, also worth mentioning, 17.5. He's been great, 15 Points per game the first four weeks, 100% of snaps. Unique Ngakwe got himself a sack and a TFL as well. And on the commander side, this was the narrative going into the game. Start your Washington defensive line against Justin Fields and the Bears. Now, usually that comes with calamity for the Bears and them getting their doors blown off. They get the impressive win. But Fields was still taking sacks, and Montez Sweat was the main beneficiary. One and a half sacks, one PD, two QB hits, a TFL, six tackles on 75% of snaps. Montez went for 25.4 points. Jonathan Allen right behind him, 18.75, got a sack as well as a TFL and two QB hits. Chase Young, we're just going right down the list, folks. 14 and a half points, a half a sack, a PD, three QB hits, and two tackles on 89% of snaps. And then Deron Payne wraps us up here, 22.75 points. He has a 14.1 points per game average the first four weeks, 91% of snaps, a forced fumble, two QB hits, five tackles. Addy, where do you want to start from this game? Some nice IDP output. Let's start with Chase Young. We got to give this guy some some love here. Um, among edge rushers, his twenty two point eight percent pass rush win rate ranks ninth. Uh, his eighty two point seven pass rush grade ranks thirteenth. He is averaging five point eight pressures per game. That is tied for third most in the NFL. Um, Aiden Hutchinson is first. He's averaging seven per game. Max Crosby is second. With 6.8, although that may change. I was going to say, this, this, one. this game may put Max at number one. Yeah, so he's tied with Micah Parsons and uh, Miles Garrett. So pretty decent company That's there. That's a very good company. Yeah, so, I mean, Chase Young, he's looking great. He's being productive for us. He's playing a lot of snaps. So this is just – this is good stuff. Um, that, that defensive line is great. Montez Sweat is balling. Um, Montez Sweat wants to get paid. Yeah, he's going to get paid. He is. He's got what? Uh, this is four sacks, I believe, for him. Four I and think a half. So, yeah. So he's crushing it. But uh, yeah, I mean, I expect this to kind of continue. I mean, um, everyone's actually healthy now, yep. and everyone's kind of in their prime. You know, all this these is what we've been waiting for. Yeah, all these guys. I mean, really, they they you know they're all at like their peak age. Mm-hmm. Um, Chase Young probably still has uh, a little bit, some peak left. Yeah, some some ceiling. Um, but yeah, I mean. Fun defense, dude. Very fun defense. Great defensive line. Where does Chase Young sit now in the edge dynasty rankings? He's climbing. He's he definitely should, climbing. He should be. He's, I think, one of the big winners for dynasty DL this season so far. 
Yeah, if he gets hurt though, that that will not that will not be good. <laughs> that would not be good. But uh, yeah, let's see where I got him over here. Um, he is all the way up to edge twenty, but that may okay. be too low. I'll probably continue to bump him up. Uh, okay, just give us every single week. I mean, who's he in there with? I think that's always helpful. It's like, well, he should be top fifteen, but then you look at the top fifteen, you're like, well, maybe not. I've got him right uh, behind Neil Hunter. Okay. Um, he is in front of Tyree Wilson, Joey Bosa, Hassan Reddick. Yeah, that feels right. Um, Who's ahead of Daniil Hunter right now? Let's see. So Hunter's what, 19? Josh Sweat. Okay. Trayvon Walker, Quiddy Pay, Greg Rousseau, Yuchina, Montez Sweat. I think you There's could. There's going to be some updating to these. I think you could reasonably probably jump Chase Young ahead of at least a few of those guys I you mentioned. I think so too, yeah. Yeah, I, I still like Daniil Hunter. He's like sneaky younger than you think because he's only like. He's 29, 20, but, okay. but I mean, he's, you know, I think he's going to be fine until he's like 32, 33. Yeah. And then um, you mentioned Quiddy Pay. That's a, that's a fun, you know, either or right there. Gregory Russo, another really good either or. I think I'd rather have Chase Young, though, honestly. I think I would, too. Yeah. This Hey, this year we uh, – is Chase Young is making a believer with his play on the field because it's yeah. not just the production. You look at, like you said, the underlying metrics, very impressive as well. So let's move, though, to the next game. Derek Forrest got hurt. Yes, he's on IR. So that stinks. That does stink. Uh, Let's move to the uh, next game. It is the London game. And the Jags got the 25-20 win over the Bills. We mentioned A.J. Epinesa, 41.8 points. He had four tackles, a TFL, two sacks, 18 sack yards, a forced fumble, a fumble recovery, three PDs, two QB hits, 67% of snaps, 85.7 PFF grade. Ed Oliver in the notes from Aaron. Take that, Jace, with a sack, three TFLs, nine tackles, five sack yards, a forced fumble, and two QB hits, 31.75 points. The 2023 defensive tackle number one continues to do the damn thing. Leonard Floyd, though, this was a game where the defensive line was just feasting. 21.9 points, two tackles, two sacks, one forced fumble, two QB hits on 52% of snaps. How does he get impacted by Von Miller's return? That remains to be seen. Eddie, the big news out of this game, though, Matt Milano out for the rest of the season, it seems like, with a a fractured leg, and a potentially serious knee injury. So this is just the worst-case scenario for Matt Milano, managers, and the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, very brutal. Um, It seemed like Dorian Williams was going to be the next man up, and he was. He came in uh, immediately for Matt Milano in that first quarter. Um, But then they started sprinkling a lot of uh, Tyrell Dodson. So um, I don't really know that you want to go too crazy with the fab on either of these guys because it might, you know, it might take a few weeks to really shake itself out, but um, it is but, interesting they went to Dorian first. Yeah, I think so too. But I think it's going to be Tyrell Dotson for a little bit. I think so. I think they're going to maybe work Dorian Williams in, and by we've said all along, I, I have at least. I think by the end of the season, I think it will be Dorian Williams that will be the guy alongside. We thought it was going to be Matt Milano, but now it's going to be alongside Terrell Bernard. Yeah, he looks great. Yeah, 16 points, uh, 16 total tackles from Terrell Bernard. Tyrell Dotson was good as well, 17.75 points. He had five tackles, a TFL, a fumble recovery, a PD, and a QB hit. Uh, And then, yeah, Bernard played 100% of snaps. Dotson was at 62%. So if if you want to go out and drop a little fab on the Bills' Matt Milano replacement, you dropping it on Dotson for the short term or Dorian for maybe the long term? 
That's tough. Um, yeah, I mean, I may I may just take a shot on Dorian for the I long term. I think Dorian term, will know? be cheaper because I think right. the consensus is going to be that it's Dodson that's the guy right now. And how much is he going to really move the needle for me week to week? Am I going to feel comfortable starting him Probably not. next week? Probably not. Yeah. Hopefully not. Hopefully I'm in a better situation than that. But, yeah, I think Dorian Williams has that that upside, um, you know, that, that uh, could carry us down, you know, in the playoff run. So, so I guess Tyrell Dawson has that same upside, too, if he does get the job. I don't know. It's just, that's a that's a tough situation. It's a tricky one. It's, it's a, a tricky one. one. My madness squad needs Dorian Williams to come through. We yeah. need him to come through. Dorian, yeah. you and Dayon Henley really need to step it up for the madness squad. That was like my worst best ball that I did. I, I think, think it was mine too. I'm just hammered with injuries in yep. there. Yep. I've got Devondre Campbell's out. Um yeah. The the rookies have not been playing. I've got some some DBs on IR. It's it's been a rough start. But yeah, the uh on the Jag side. Uh, we should mention this was a low-scoring output from them. Darius Williams had a pick; he was their leading scorer, uh, and then Rayshon Jenkins was 12 points. Foisted Aluakun only 9.75 points, seven tackles, one QB hit, 100% of snaps though. Don't panic. Trayvon Walker was number five, a tackle, a fumble recovery, a QB hit. Josh Allen. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Another big stinker. What did we say on the show last week? Yeah. Now he did have that um, sack that uh, he hit the helmet of um, Trevor Lawrence. So, so lame. Helmet to helmet. Yep. And they they uh, you know called that. So he you mean? Credit. Do you mean uh, Josh Allen? <laughs> yes. I was like, if he's hitting the helmet of his own quarterback, yeah, well, that would be a tragedy. Um, yeah. So that that was unfortunate, but. He's fine. I mean, he's 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 not coming out of your lineup just because we know that upside. We've I already know. seen it twice. But this is what you got to deal with. Yes. Hopefully, you have another guy at your DN one spot that's a little more stable week to week because this kind of volatility. Yeah. I would not want to be rolling out like two Josh Allen types every week because you could get sixty points or you could get six. Yeah. And that's very frustrating. Let's move to Dolphins. Giants leading scorer from the Dolphins was Zach Sealer. Look at Zach Sealer. 34.15 points, seven tackles, three TFLs, two sacks, nine sack yards, three QB hits. This was definitely out of the norm. 7.26 points per game the first four weeks. Jerome Baker back in action has been very quiet this year. 6.38 points per game average. 19.5, though, eight tackles, one and a half sacks, two QB hits. 100% 100% of snaps. Eli Apple was next up, 19 and a quarter. Then Andrew Van Ginkle, once again, getting it done as much as we hate it. 18.45 points. He's been averaging 18.54 points the God. first four weeks. Three tackles, a TFL, a sack, seven sack yards, one PD, one QB hit, 82% of snaps. David Long, 92% of snaps, nine tackles, one TFL, a forced fumble. Dude's a playmaker, 80.7 Defensive grade, 90.8 run defense grade. Eddie, what was going on with Jalen Phillips? We see Van Ginkle working his magic again. Uh, was Jalen Phillips in this game much at all? No, he missed this one. Uh, it seemed like he was going to play. Like, that was all That's the chatter. What, yeah, I didn't have a chance to catch up on this one yeah. yet. I was curious if he actually suited up or not. No, he was out. I missed that before uh, before kickoff, and I left him in the lineup in, in one of my leagues. So. The old London games are hard. Yeah. Well, well no, that uh, wasn't the London game. Yeah, no excuse. It's just a normal game. Hey, yeah. you have no excuse. Yeah. I was trying to help you out there. I'm in a lot of leagues. Yeah, it's true. A lot it's of true. leagues. A lot of, leagues. Uh, a lot of regrets. You know, I, I was thinking, like, um, the, obviously we're ballers on this podcast and everything, but, boy, when it comes to, like, management and these some of these leagues that I'm in, it's uh, 
not the best. I yeah. could be much. I, mean, I I bit off a little more than I can chew when it comes to uh, managing these dynasty leagues. Yeah. It's I'm a in lot. about like 20. It's That's just way too much. Way too much. And when you include IDP, like we're, we're I'm having to like adjust, you know, like seven, way too many, like way 700 too many roster yeah. positions every single yeah. week. And these are deep ass starting lineups. There's like, good Lord, what have I done? <laughs> what have I done? So I've got it like really the way I prioritize now is like, I just go, I, I hit the, the leagues that have money involved first. Yep, absolutely. Um, which is, I think that's how most people probably do it. But I mean, I, I, I do neglect like the ones that uh, aren't for much Skrilla. You know? Yeah. Sorry. Non Skrilla leagues. Yeah. It's just, we're just not coming through. Yeah. We're going to do our best, you know, we're but, still going to. Give it our uh, our like a C plus effort most weeks. Maybe. Definitely not our all. <laughs> not our all. The old college try, which you sure. know, depending on which college you went to, may not be much of an effort at it's all. Tough. It's tough. Let's move to the Giants side of things. Jason Pinnock, man, what a great game for Mister Pinnock. Thirty five point two points. Been a little quiet. Nine point eight eight points per game average, but had four tackles and INT forced fumble. A hundred and two return yards on a pick six will definitely help you score 35.2 points in our scoring. Bobby O'Karake continues to be pretty solid. He's had his two best weeks now back to back 24.2 points, 10 tackles and INT uh, two PD seven return yards, a hundred percent of snaps. Xavier McKinney, a lot of recognizable names in this list. Addy, you love to see it. 17.5 points, hundred percent of snaps, eight tackles, a forced fumble, a PD. And Kayvon Thibodeau, number four, 15.6 points, 11.61 average the first four weeks. Had a TFL, uh, two tackles, a sack, a fumble recovery, and a QB hit, 93% of snaps. And what are we doing with number five here, Addy? Isaiah Simmons, Mm. 13.75 points, nine tackles. And here's the important number, 100% of snaps. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't Micah McFadden out of this game? That's the more important okay. thing. Okay. Yeah. Let's no get Mike, down to the heart of it. No Micah McFadden. Now, Isaiah Simmons had seen his snaps increase a little bit every single week, and so was his production as well um, followed. But uh, still wasn't anywhere near a level where we'd feel comfortable starting him. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, if Micah McFadden's out, I think you can plug in Isaiah Simmons. But if he's going to be playing, no. You, you can't. No, you it's can't. It was, it's McFadden and Okereke. Yeah. This was just uh, injury, kind of like uh, Van Ginkle, right? Yeah. Jalen Phillips is out. Van Ginkle is valuable. If Jalen Phillips is back in, Van Ginkle becomes much less valuable, just like Isaiah Simmons. Good to see, though. I mean, you know, yeah. he, he's productive with his opportunity. I mean, um, if he were to get a, a, an extended look, if something were to happen to Michael McFadden or Bobby O, I mean, I think you could feel pretty confident getting, you know, the chance to roll him out, so... Just something to monitor. Yep, something to pay attention to. What does the health look like for McFadden? Because it seems like if he's out, Isaiah Simmons is the one-for-one replacement. So, But a bad look for Isaiah Simmons as far as Dynasty goes, you know. Uh, we thought that, you know, maybe him getting traded uh, to this new team, it would it would mean uh, a fresh start for him, you know, a chance for him to, to, to be, you know, if not the LB1, the LB2, and looks like he's going to be the LB3 there. So Yeah, behind Micah McFadden, too. So mm-hmm. Yeah, he was like, what, a fourth or fifth-round pick, I think. So mm-hmm. Yeah, and Simmons was top 15, top 16. I think 16. seven overall. Oh, was he really that high? Maybe not, but I feel like he was very high. He was a first-rounder. Yeah. So, yeah, um, you're not starting Simmons, but if McFadden continues to miss time, then he's a decent play. Let's move to Colts-Titans. Uh, Colts got the 23-16 victory 
Uh, even with Anthony Richardson going out, Gardner Minshew is that dude, one of the better backups in the league. I don't think he was high on gummies this time, so that definitely helps. Yeah. Uh, Julian Blackman, the Colts IDPs were down because Julian Blackman led the way with 16.75 points on five tackles. He had a pick, a PD, 10 return yards. He's been averaging 10.38. Pretty solid, 100% of snaps, 90.9 overall grade, 91.1 in coverage. So Blackman has been very solid. Zaire Franklin, I mean, my God. Uh, I don't think he's LB1. I think I checked. And do you want to? Do you know who LB1 is? I checked like an hour or two ago. As far as points? As far as points go. It's not Zaire? It's not Zaire. Huh. It's a guy we've talked about recently and said that we need to give more love and dynasty to. Blinking. It is Quincy Williams. That's right. LB1. He is freaking out right now. Dude, he's a he's <laughs> we'll get to it because my man has been in fuego these last couple games, especially. But Zaire Franklin, for all intents and purposes, is the LB1 that you really do feel comfortable starting week in and week out. 16.5 points, 21.9 four points per game average. He had 12 tackles and a PD and met. Derek Henry in the hole on fourth down to stop the Titans comeback in its tracks. The dude is wearing the captain's patch for a reason. He is electric. The story for the Colts, though, Addy, Shaq Leonard out of this game with a groin injury. EJ Speed comes in 98% of snaps, 10.75 points. Um, I don't know that Shaq Leonard is getting this job back even when he is healthy. The grades weren't very good for EJ. They were not. 46 overall PFF, uh, missed a lot of tackles, 29.9 tackle grade, 47.8 coverage grade. So that's that's unfortunate. But it is interesting, though, isn't it, that they gave him 98% of snaps. It is, yeah. And only gave Shaq at, a, at the most. I mean, but looking at the average, his average on the season was probably like 70% of yeah. snaps. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not overly concerned with the grade stuff. I mean... Because we've seen, like, just the eye test. Shaq Leonard looks slow. He's cooked. EJ Speed, I mean, kind of lives up to his last name. He's kind of, like, tall and lanky yep. and, like, flies around. Dude, yeah, him and Zaire together are so much fun. So, and we know he's under contract next year. So, yeah, I mean, I, we've we've kind of hinted, hinted around at this, like, you know, since the season started that EJ Speed was going to be the guy that takes over there. Eventually, you know, whether it be through injury or just uh, Shaq being washed, Um and I think it's a little bit of both. Yep, I think know? it is. So, yeah, I mean, I'm still uh, I'm still probably going to trot EJ Speed out there as like a linebacker three, yes. four type. I mean. So we got a question on YouTube. Keep firing up EJ Speed if Shaq Leonard is out? Yes. yes I think so. Yes. I think because you're going to get the Gus Bradley defense produces two IDP relevant linebackers. So it was Shaq Leonard and Bobby O. Then it was, you know, Bobby O and Zaire Franklin. Now it's Zaire Franklin and EJ Speed. Yeah. So this is just how that defense operates. Um, another guy who's been really solid thus far this season, Samson Ebucam, 10.75 points, averaging 12.82 through the first four weeks, three tackles, one sack, five sack yards, and a QB hit. And then Kenny Moore rounds out the list with 10.25. Uh, he had 11.19 points per game average going into this week. Nine tackles, 100% of snaps. Good to see Kenny Moore being Relevant again, especially in those cornerback-required leagues. But speaking of cornerback-required leagues, the best IDP for the Titans was Roger McCreary, 
two, 22.2 points, averaging almost 11.5 points per game, weeks one through three. I believe he missed a week in there. Uh, two solos, two assists, two TFLs, a sack, and two QB hits on 94% of snaps. I've got Roger McCreary in our main league, the XFFL, and uh, I don't know that this guy's leaving my lineup anytime soon, Eddie. No, he, he definitely shouldn't. I mean, the usage for him is really, really nice. Um, he's playing 85% of his snaps out of the sweet spot, so he's primarily a slot. Oh, that's beautiful. Corner, but also he gets some nice uh, box snaps, too. He's played two on the defensive line. He's played 34 in the box, one at free safety, 216 in the slot, and 45 at corner. So love that usage. Really nice when they sprinkle a little bit of the you know box usage for these corners. Yes. Well, you see here, I mean, uh, two TFLs and a sack. Yeah. And two QB hits. I mean, this dude's getting some pass rush opportunities. So We mentioned it. it a lot. I mean, uh, and think about last week whenever um, Seattle, uh, Devon, uh, Devin Weatherspoon went off. People are going to actually be like, why can't I find this guy on waivers? Adam keeps saying with him, Spoon. <laughs> I mean, it's Witherspoon, people. Just so you know, once they once he uh, got switched to the slot, man. I mean, that that had to be one of the best games ever for a cornerback. Maybe the best. I mean, fifty right. points. Yeah, I mean that that didn't have like return yardage. Right? Yes, right. Um, because yeah, I mean, it just blew up. But I mean, that's we've talked about that a lot. The slot corners are what you want to target, just because they're closer yep. to the line of scrimmage. They're going to be the guys that are getting a lot of those tackles, making a lot of plays. Like the, you'll see, uh, those nickel corners get. Uh, a lot of blitz opportunities. So, um, same thing here with McCreary. Yep. And then uh, after McCreary, you see Aziz Al Shair, 14.75 points, averaging 15 through weeks one through three, 100% of snaps here, uh, four solos, six assists, a TFL, a sack. Uh, Christian Fulton was third, Jack Gibbons was fourth, and Kevin Byard was fifth. So, Aziz Al Shair, another one of these kind of LB2s. Uh, that we had high hopes for coming into the season, and I think he's been pretty solid. Yeah, I think he's definitely delivered. Yep. So let's move to Texans. Falcons, though, Jalen Petrie back in our lives, Eddie, and it is so good to see him back because he went for 20.95 points, eight solos, six assists, three sacks, two TFLs, 35 sack yards, one forced fumble, three QB hits on 100% of snaps, 78.1 PFF grade. Great to have Jalen Petrie back. He's immediately in, like, top five DB consideration now that he's back to 100% of snaps. Uh, next up, though, Blake Cashman, 17.25 points on 96% of snaps. It was him and the next guy, Addy, Henry To'o To'o, 12 points, 97% of snaps. Even with Denzel Perryman back, um, Cashman and To'o To'o were the two guys. Now, I think they're going to ease Perryman back in slowly. Any concern at all, though, that it was Cashman and Henry T that were the two leading linebackers. No, I think it's just, yeah, they're being cautious with him. He is 30. He is know. older. He's dealt with a lot of injuries uh, his entire career. So I think they're just, you know, being cautious. Yeah, that makes sense. So uh, next up here on the list, we have uh, Will Anderson. Another great game from Will Anderson, 11.5 points. Uh, one solo, three assists, one TFL, one sack. Nine sack yards and a QB hit on 68% of snaps. And then Jimmy Ward was number five for the Texans. Let's talk Falcons, though. Down week for the Falcons IDPs. How do we know? Because Nate Ocean Man Landman, 8.75 points, was their number two score. D. Alford was number one. He had a TFL, two PDs, and six tackles 
on 62% of snaps. Nate Landman, though, 100% of snaps. Jesse Bates was next, 7.75. Grady Jarrett, 7.5. And Lorenzo Carter, 7.5. So just a weird game for the Falcons where nobody wanted to score any kind of IDP points, apparently. Yeah, and you're not... I mean, there's not a lot of people that are going to be starting Falcons. Like, yeah. it's, just, it's just the linebackers and then the safeties. Yeah, losing Troy Anderson, too. I talked about this with John. Like, I, I have a hard time transferring the excitement I had for, like, 10 RAS freak of nature athlete Troy Anderson onto Nate Landman. Yeah. I just – good for you if you can do it. It just um, left me a little cold yeah. uh, having to plug that guy in, like – here we go. Yeah, here. Yeah, it's seven to ten tackles, but yeah, yeah, it's a it's, yawn. Yeah, it's not doesn't get your blood pumping. Let's talk about fan, uh, Panthers. Panthers. Lions. Lions get the forty-two twenty-four victory over Carolina. This Lions team might be pretty good, Addy. I like them. I think you could make a case they're the third best team in the NFC behind yeah. the Forty ers and Eagles. Yeah, I think so. Seahawks probably right in there too. Yep. But yeah, it's a uh, they're gonna be they're gonna be frisky. Yeah. Let's talk about some of their IDPs. The Panthers, we'll start with them. Brian Burns, 19.5 points, four tackles, a TFL, a sack, and three QB hits on 77% of snaps. Continue to fire this guy up every week. Brian Burns is great. C.J. Henderson was next, 19.05 points. He had five tackles, two TFLs, a sack, and a QB hit on 100% of snaps. There's Derek Brown, 9.5 points, six tackles, two QB hits. Sam Franklin, I know Evan and Jake talked about him on the preview podcast, 9.5 points on eight tackles, 97% of snaps. And then Von Bell, 10.25 points, uh, 100% of snaps for Mr. Bell. So, uh, and then on the Lions side, who else would we be leading this off with than the guy who I think is putting himself into defensive player of the year territory Aiden Hutchinson, 27.75 points. Uh, He was averaging 18.41 points per game the first four weeks. Three tackles, two TFLs, a pick, a sack, a PD, a QB hit, and then, yeah, six return yards on the pick and four sack yards to go along. With that, 86% of snaps, 94.1 overall PFF grade. Did you see the great clip, Addy, that was – I think I posted it in our IDP show Slack of him running. Someone said he was running like Waluigi, trying to get the sack on uh, on on uh, very animated. Yes, yes, he's uh, he gets the limbs a going. Yeah, I don't know if it helps him generate some some propulsion, or he's just trying to freak out the opposing quarterback. I mean, it's got to be scary, you know. See that guy coming to at begin you with, yeah, yeah, having that dude across from you. I'm like, uh, yikes! Did so, you see the uh, celebration that he does now, the sack celebration? So is it kind of like, uh, is it? It's a stanky leg, right? Is that what it know. is? I don't know. It's something. It kind of looks like a stanky leg to me. Yeah. Some variation of stanky leg. Yeah, I also thought kind of like he. Well, he famously did the Billy Jean uh, song on oh, Hard Knocks, yeah, right? right? So I kind yeah. is this a Michael Jackson thing? Like, could be. Yeah. We're, I'm not hip enough to know what this is, but his pick was sick too, though. Did you see the I, one-handed? Oh, it was a one-handed pick. Yeah. And then he got. I thought he was like really hurt. He got. Um, he was trying to turn it back, and someone like cut him uh, oh. underneath the leg. So uh, he's okay though. Clearly, yeah, that's good. Yeah, Aiden Hutchinson has been monster, phenomenal this season. I mean, where's he ranking in in, uh, in dynasty among the edge guys? I mean, would you rather have Aiden Hutchinson or Miles Garrett? Boy, Miles Garrett, I think, is 27, 28. It's probably still Garrett, but the gap is closing. Someone was asking on uh, on the 
I think it was the week five preview with Jake and Evan, like trading TJ Watt for uh, Aiden Hutchinson. And I thought that's kind of an interesting trade, right? Yeah, TJ Watt's 29. Yeah. Aiden Hutchinson is 23. Mm-hmm. Um, they were asking if they had to add anything to the TJ Watt side to go get Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of interesting because at first blush, I would say no. I think that's a pretty fair trade. I think you're going to get more output from TJ Watt this season. And probably until his career is over. Yeah. But Aiden Hutchinson obviously has a longer shelf life, we think, because he's so much younger. And he should be. I mean, he, I don't think he's going to be TJ Watt. He's not going to be putting up, you know, 60 burgers on the reg. Probably not. But he'll put up plenty of 40s. Put up, you know? I was going to say a lot of 30 and a lot of 40 yeah. burgers. So, I mean, I don't know. That's a good trade. That's a fair trade. That's a, I think that's so. A, yeah, that's a, that's a great dynasty trade right there. Yep. If you're a younger team and you're like, I've got TJ Watt on this team that's really not going anywhere, like let me ship this guy out and bring in a younger guy, I think that's a pretty fair trade. I've got Aiden ahead of TJ Watt. Do you? Yeah. Where is he now? Aiden is edge five. Okay. Micah Parsons, Nick Bosa, Max Crosby, Miles Garrett, Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah, and then Watt and then, right behind uh, him. Then Brian Burns. Okay, at six. Will Anderson, and then T.J. Watt. Okay. I think there's maybe some upset Pittsburgh Steelers fans. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. It's Dynasty, folks. It's Dynasty. Yeah. He's 29, and, yeah. you know, we we do know the injury history with T.J. Watt. I mean, this is, this is great right now. We love this. We've been here before, you know. It can all go wrong. It can all go wrong. Let's not jinx it. I've I've enjoyed having TJ Watt. Back I hope it doesn't. He's awesome. He's I mean, so he's, good. He's he's the best. He's, but you're he's, just holding your breath every time that TJ Watt is out there. You're just waiting for the peck or the hammy right. or something to something to keep him out for a week or two. Uh, next up though for the Lions, Will Harris, nineteen point five five points. Uh, Alex Anzalone, just sixteen point two five points. Yeah, stardom. I hate saying it, but stardom. Jerry Jacobs, 16.1 points. And then Aleem McNeil, defensive tackle, 72% of snaps, was fifth on the team. Speaking of TJ Watt, let's move to Ravens Steelers. Arthur Mallette. This is so funny because uh, Evan talked about uh, Mallette as a nice streaming option if you were in a CB-required league. And here we are, Arthur Mallette, DB. Number one scorer for the Ravens, 20.05 points, a tackle, a TFL, a sack, two PDs, and a QB hit. Roquan Smith was number two. On just 35% of snaps. Yeah, on 35% of snaps, so just go figure. <laughs> Evan got bailed out there. He really did. He really did. But, hey, <laughs> it all spins the same. That that prediction still cashed. Um, Roquan Smith was next, 15 point. I was going to try to skip over that part. Um, I'm not. Got to hold you accountable, Evan. That's right. Uh, 15.75 points. Uh, Roquan averaging 19.61 points per game. The first four weeks, 100% of snaps. Dude's just amazing. 11 tackles and a PD. Uh, Brent Urban on 26% of snaps. Got him a sack, 15.6 points. Patrick Queen. I went and looked because, again, this was a, a few hours ago, so it hasn't adjusted for Monday Night Football yet, but Patrick Queen was LB7 on the season, Addy, 15.15 points, 17.68 points per game, seven tackles, a half a sack, one PD and one QB hit on 100% of snaps. I mean, top 12 LB the rest of the way. Yeah. Patrick Queen's been phenomenal. Grades have been higher than they've ever been. Yep, 75.7 overall, a 79.6 pass rush. That's always been the best part of his game is his pass rush, but 73.2 in coverage. So, Justin Matabuke, or uh, I think – as uh, 
as Johnny likes to call him, Justin Matabukake, uh, at uh, five, uh, 10.15 points. He's been good. Mm-hmm. Yep, 73% of snaps, half a sack, one QB hit, five tackles. On the Steelers side, I mean, there he is. What would you expect? Yep. TJ Watt, 36.8 points. He's averaging 29.84 the first four weeks. So I guess that's going to tick up probably to about 32 points per game. Two tackles, two TFLs, two sacks, 15 sack yards, one fumble recovery, two PDs, two QB hits, 18 fumble return yards, 86% of snaps. I mean, what else is there to say right now? Quan Alexander, though, Addy on 44% of snaps, was uh, the second leading scorer, 23.8 points, six tackles, three TFLs, a sack, and a QB hit. Cole Holcomb was next. 91% of snaps. It seems like Cole Holcomb might be starting to pull ahead a little bit in yeah. this three-horse race. I think so. But do we like it, though? Because, I mean, Quan Alexander and Landon Roberts still getting some run, but do you have more confidence here? Cole Holcomb, 19.75 points. He's averaged about 11 points. Weeks one through four, 91% of snaps this week. How are we feeling about Cole Holcomb right now? Yeah, I mean, the 91% of snaps, I think, tells a lot. When you look at Quan Alexander, he had 44% this week. So, easily Cole Holcomb. He's also grading really well. So, um, we've always been a fan of Cole Holcomb on the show. Love the mullet. I just um, want to see him run away with that job. Yeah. I want to see him be 100% of snaps. I just don't know if Pittsburgh's going to do that. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, Alex Highsmith, though, 11.8 points, uh, two tackles, a sack, eight sack yards, and a forced fumble. And then Joey Porter Jr. I saw where I think when he's been targeted, it's a zero passer rating right now. So Joey nice. Porter Jr. is mucho good. He's got to get the snaps, though. He still has not. They haven't really unleashed him yet. Yep. Um, 40%. I feel like that's maybe like the highest he's seen so far this year. Um, because yeah. Let's get that up. That we will. We'll see him. We'll see him eventually. Yeah, we should mention the uh, the Steelers squeaked this one out, seventeen ten. I think they were down most of the game. Came back, crazy ending. So, and anyway, let's talk though. One of the crazier endings, uh, not because the game was close, but just because it was such a blowout. Saints Patriots. Talk us through some of the Saints leading scores. Yeah. So to start us off, we have Carl Granderson, twenty three point eight points this week, eleven point eight two points per game, weeks one through four. He had five solos, four assists, one TFL, two PDs, two QB hits, playing sixty five percent of snaps, ninety two point one overall PFF grade, eighty point four pass rush grade. So Carl Granderson, nice to, nice to see him bounce back. He kind of struggled. Um, after those first two weeks, you know. Yeah, he was a late pivot for me because Quiddy Pay was out. So I was like, Carl Granderson, you're up, baby. That's always nice. So great about that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Honey Badger, 18.7 points, was averaging 12.9 points per game weeks one through four. Two solos, one TFL, one sack. I don't know that that's right. He had a pick six. Oh, okay. Um, and he didn't really do much else outside of that. So, um, but, yeah, Honey Badger, nice to see him have his best game of the year. But it was boosted off a of pick six. That helps. Uh, <laughs> Max Jones just, like, made just an awful if, play. If we're seeing Bailey Zappi again for the second time yeah. uh, in back-to-back weeks, that is not good for Mac Jones. Yep, go Tops. Uh, Pete Warner, 13.25 points this week, was averaging just 9.2 points per game weeks one through four. One solo, one TFL, one sack. Um, that was on 57% of the snaps. 
Um, so Pete Warner, I mean, he gave us that big play that we were asking for. There you go. You were juicing him. You were rubbing his shoulders, saying that he stunk last week. I need you to do both, though, Pete. <laughs> all right? And just do uh, – you, you stop doing the tackling. Yeah. All right? Need both. He's like, oh, oh sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. You want it both, both tackles both. and big plays. My this bad, my bad. This is or. This is an and. Okay. okay. Uh, Paulson Adebo, he is back. So we're not seeing Isaac Yadam on here. Man. Yeah. That was fun. It's a bummer. Uh, but still a fun name in his own right, Adebo. Yeah. You know, also, sure. Adebo's good. 11.75 points this week. Um, he had four solo, six assists, one pass defended. He played 100% of the snaps. Demario Davis, he uh, had 11 points this week. He had one solo, one sack, and one forced fumble. Played. One solo, <laughs> one sack. I mean, Demario yeah. Davis is like... The tackle efficiency is, is, is awful. Through dude. the floor. But he continues to grade well, though. 90.6. Grades well, and he, and he, you know, he's solid. He still gets these sacks, and he still has these TFLs and stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's you're not going to get the tackles. Um, no, you're not. His but, tackle efficiency, I think, was like three? Yeah. Or, or four? But he's still managing to A couple to, weeks he's ago? He's still managing to be like, a, you know, LB three or four for us, so. Man, that's a guy I don't, I don't feel great about. I feel like it. I feel like the tackle stuff should turn around a little bit right now. You know, like it's it's really bad. Like There's it's, just no floor with this guy. It's but, almost incredible how inefficient he is as a tackler. Isn't it weird though that he's terrible, but also like Pete Warner's not. Yeah, who's doing, getting the tackles on this team? I don't know. <laughs> Honey Badger's not. Is everyone on offense just running out of bounds against the Saints and there's so, no tackles awarded? So I'm not sure what's going on there. But. Yeah. On the Patriots side, though, Juwan Bentley, 21.65 points, 11 tackles, a TFL, a sack, and one QB hit. Miles Bryant was second. Jelani Tavai was third. Uh, eight tackles on 69. Very nice percent of snaps. Dietrich Wise was next. We wondered how, who was going to step up in the absence of, um, I can never remember his name. Um, Judon. Judon. Matthew Judon. Thank you. Uh, all I could think of was Josh Uche. Dietrich Wise, though, 7.25 points is number four. And Sean Wade, because why the hell not, on 35% of snaps, was number five. Not much to talk about on the Pats. That team sucks. Juwan Bentley. I'm a fan. Are you a fan? I am a fan. Okay. I, I, uh, in fact, I, I wish I had been a little more vocal on the pod. Uh, someone that I think you should have been targeting in trades. Started off slow. Uh, hadn't had really good matchups, but... As you see, this is what he can do. 22 points, 11 tackles, one TFL, one sack. Okay, here's... The snaps have been pretty solid. I was going to say, I, you've you've got... Uh, if you haven't checked it out yet, folks, theidpshow.com for paid supporters. We have the logs. Adam is pulling the data on linebackers, DB, DL, snaps, sacks, tackles, uh, points per game, points per snap, all sorts of great stuff. So if you want all the data in one convenient spot, theidpshow.com, how have those snaps been looking for uh, Mr. Bentley so far, Addy? Okay, John, I thought you had to pull it up. Thought I do not. Ready. I was trying to plug it while you pulled it up. Uh, <laughs> Should have said that first. Teamwork makes the dream work. Um, All right, but yeah, let's look at these snaps. So 100% week one, 100% week two, 100% week three, 90% week four, and then 78% this last week, but also it was a lopsided game. Yeah, they may have pulled starters. It, I think they probably did. It was over like in the second quarter. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, 100% of – anytime you can get a linebacker playing 100% of snaps, yes. especially in a Belichick defense. Yeah, and, I mean, Bentley's one of these guys that just racks up tackles. Um, and they gave him a nice little contract this offseason. I think but that was kind of under the radar. Yeah. But I think it was like two years, 18, 19 million, something in that range. Not so, bad. Um, 
yeah, I, I actually I traded for him in RSO. Like after that, um, after that fourth week, I traded him just for I got a, a sent a fifth and got Juwan Bentley. That's nice. Um, and then and yeah, I, he goes off for twenty two. So there you go. Love Chess, to see not it. checkers, folks. That's right. Chess, not checkers. Hey, couldn't get him for a fifth now. Guaranteed that. Yeah. What did you think about JT getting the bag? I, I loved it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think it makes sense. I mean, it's unfortunate how everything happened. I know that it had I to mean, get so ugly. And, and and also, it's just kind of bizarre that Zach Moss has come out of nowhere and rumbles for what one sixty and two yesterday. Yeah. Yep. And then you know Anthony Richardson gets gets hurt. Where I, I feel like Jonathan Taylor, a big reason why he probably got that done. He's like. Excited, probably like, AR like is we looking were. good. Yeah, he was looking this awesome. Is a fun team. That's exactly. a good young quarterback. And Thankfully, then he gets hurt Gardner Minshew's you know capable backup, but now he's like, oh man. Yeah, that's not what you were signing up no. for. But you know? got sixteen million a year. Yeah, average, fine. you know, per year. So, uh, I I think I said on this show that I thought that he'd be back with the Colts. Money solves a lot of issues. I think, um, and it's funny, you know, Jim Irsay got called a lot of names, and he is insane to be fair. Yeah, but he did say. Let's get him healthy. Let's get into the season, and then we can talk extension. I just want to see him healthy. Let's get him on the field. And then what happens? JT is healthy. He's off the pup. He's on the field, and he gets paid. So it came to fruition with the Colts, just not maybe in the fashion a lot of fans would have liked. But let's move on to Eagles-Rams. Eagles leading scorer Hassan Reddick. Man, it is good to see Hassan Reddick back in the win category. 26 points. He had two tackles, two TFLs, two sacks, 15 sack yards, and three QB hits. He'd been averaging just 5.15 points the first four weeks, 68% of snaps. Uh, but Hassan Reddick got it done this week, Eddie. The first four weeks and three quarters, pretty mm-hmm. much, uh, because he didn't do the, the two sacks until the fourth. Hey. Playmakers so, I mean, make big plays exactly, and big moments, Eddie. Exactly, and especially crunch time. You know, that's yep. that's when really those edge rushers can come alive. Uh, we saw that I think last week or the week before with, with Aiden Hutchinson. But I mean, it happens every single week. Well, and it felt good because now all these edge rushers we were hand wringing about have gotten themselves a sack. Yeah, Uchenna, Kayvon, Hassan Reddick. I don't think there's anyone I'm missing. And, that and they've was had yeah. highly drafted that has not gotten off the Schneid yet. Right. Yeah, and, and monster games too. Yep. 26 points, very nice for Hassan Reddick. Jalen Carter, man, I'm so excited to have this guy on the roster in the yeah. main league. He is so good. 25.7 points, four tackles, two TFLs, two sacks, 12 sack yards, and two QB hits on 70% of snaps. Very, very interesting. Josh Sweat, 11.75. He had three tackles, a forced fumble, and two QB hits on 71% of snaps. Nicholas Morrow, 8.75. Uh, he had five tackles and a TFL on 100% of snaps. And then Justin Evans rounds out the group for the Eagles with eight points. I think Fletcher Cox was missing this game. I think that's what it was, yeah. So, I mean, that might explain the 70% snaps I think here. he's out for a little bit, too, though. Okay, well, that's, Fletcher that's, Cox. that's great. I mean, Jalen Carter has been nuts, especially from a pressure stand, uh, standpoint this year. 17% pressure rate. That's just bonkers for, for a rookie, especially rushing from the inside where it's much harder to create pressure. But, um, yeah, I mean, just passing all the tests for us immediately. Like, you know, we're five weeks in, and he's he's definitely defensive tackle three at, at worst in yep. Dynasty. And, I mean, yep. do you want him over Jeffrey Simmons? Mm, not right now. I, I need to see. I mean, he's passing every test so far, but I'm not going to be that quick to put him over Simmons and Big Q. Here's the thing, though. Simmons hasn't been 
that great. Yeah, he's been good though. You know, he's been he's been solid. It's but it's 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 hard. I, I mean, like up like his career yet. You know, yeah. Like, like we're 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 hopeful. We yeah. think that. I mean, obviously we've talked about him as like a top two defensive tackle this entire last two years. I think. Um, but he's he hasn't really come through like we want him to yet. No, you know that is true. And Jalen Carter, I mean, we're seeing these type flashes as a rookie. The pressure rate, yeah. grades, and then just, you know, just watch him. Good yeah. stuff. Yeah, I think for me, I wonder how the snaps are going to shake out rest of season because you have a lot of very talented defensive tackles there. Mm-hmm. You've got Milton Williams. You've got Fletcher Cox. You've got um, Jordan Davis there as well. So he's, we saw 70% of snaps this week. I would love to see him stay north of 60 the rest of the season. But, you know, Fletcher Cox, that shadow looms large there in Philadelphia. So I don't know how much run he's going to get minus an injury. Uh, Apparently, Fletcher Cox had an epidural to relieve some back back pain issues. So if it's a back issue, it kind of makes me wonder what his availability is going to be like the rest of the season. Um, Because you don't get healthier playing in the NFL. You just get less uh, hurt week to week. Uh, You feel less bad about yourself. Um, So Rams, though. Familiar name atop the Rams scores. It is Ernest Jones, 25.25 points, averaging 15.7 weeks one through four, 15 tackles, three TFLs, 100% of snaps. Top 12 LB, we love to see it. The breakout continues for Ernest Jones. Jordan Fuller, 16.5 points. Um, Evan and Jake called him out on the preview pod as well. He had 12 tackles and a PD on 100% of snaps. Akello Witherspoon got himself a pick, 15 points. Zach Van Valkenburg, okay, sure. 22% of snaps, 14.05 points. He had a sack, QB hit, a TFL, and then Darian Kendrick, DB, 12.5. No Aaron Donald in this one, but uh, Ernest Jones, man. Let's just take a moment to appreciate when it all comes together for a player and they absolutely deliver for the IDP managers who have been patient, who have waited uh, got Bobby Wagner out of town. You knew this was going to be Ernest Jones' team. He's been phenomenal. We should mention on the Rams as well, I believe N'Kobe Dean is expected back here soon. Yeah, I saw where he's working out. So go ahead. If he's out there on your waivers, maybe in shallower leagues, go ahead and scoop him up, stash him on your bench, because what do you think? Is he the LB1 there in Philadelphia once he's back up to full health? I think so. I think so, too. They're going to give him a shot at least, right? They're gonna, I think so. He's going to have to screw up to uh, to have someone else come in there. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if he's out there, you got to go at him. Um, because we've seen that we've seen that linebacker role be very profitable for, for IDP. We've already seen it. Uh, Zach Cunningham has been a bit of a disappointment. Um, Nicholas Morrow's been... He had a... a that huge monster week. Yeah, but he's, he's been, been solid. He's been okay. I, I think the question is, who's the LB two beside Nakobe? If Nakobe is LB one, is yeah. it Morrow or is it Cunningham? Because it was Cunningham to start the season, but it seems like Morrow is the one that's yeah. been gaining traction here recently. Yeah, I, I would think Morrow. What a what a weird season for Morrow. I know you're the assumed LB two. You get cut. You come back to the practice squad. You're thrust back into action. He's had a weird career. Very weird career. Yeah. But and then last season, played every single snap for the Bears. Yep. And now he's had this really just odd, wandering journey with the Eagles this season. So, 
Got to stay on your toes, people. Next up, Bengals versus Cardinals. Bengals finally come back to life. Joe Burrow looked good. They got the 34-20 win over Arizona. Trey Hendrickson, boy, he has been playing well, Addy. 34.5 points. He's averaging 14.28 weeks one through four. He had four tackles, a TFL, two and a half sacks, 10 sack yards, a forced fumble, a PD, three QB hits on 70% of snaps. Addy, uh, can you read that next name for us on the dock, the number two score for the Cincinnati Bengals, a player very close to your heart. Who was it? Mr. Jermaine Pratt. Tell me about what he did. 25 points this week. Was averaging 12 and a half weeks, one through four, but he racked up 10 tackles, two TFLs, one interception, and one PD, 53 snaps, which was 93% of the snaps, 74.7 overall PFF grade, 74.2 coverage grade. And why don't you go ahead and read number three, another player very close to your heart as well. Mr. Cam Taylor Britt, 22.35 points, was only averaging eight points per game weeks one through four. But, uh, yeah, he came through for us this week. One tackle, one pick six. Was that yeah. Yeah. One pick six. Two PDs and 11 return yards. Uh, 98% of the snaps. 59.0 overall PFF grade. 62.9 coverage grade. Mom's meatloaf here. Yeah. It's just in the dock now as Mom's meatloaf, which is phenomenal. It's Logan Wilson for, yes. for the Lames. For the uninitiated. 12.75 points this week. It was averaging 13.75 weeks one through four. Nine tackles, one PD, 100% of snaps, 50.0 PFF grade, uh, 54.0 coverage grade. Jordan Battle, 12.5 points. Um, He had two tackles, one PD, and one QB hit. He played just 39% of the snaps, but uh, nice to see him out there. It was, and he graded very well, 87.8 and 83.9 in coverage. So you got to wonder. I haven't checked to see. I think maybe Nick Scott got hurt. Okay, and they only have Nick Scott, I think, on a one-year deal. Yeah. So it could very well be, um, you know, who's the guy that's had the breakout this year? Dax. Yeah. Dax Hill and uh, Jordan, Jordan Battle. It's a fun. That's a very fun name. Combo. Fun name combo. We've talked about it. Battle Hill. Yeah. I mean, that's that's that sounds like a civil war yeah. uh, type of thing going on here. On the Cardinals side, though, Kayvon Wallace, twenty four point two, been averaging ten point six two the first four weeks. Hundred percent of snaps. Ten tackles, a TFL, a pick, a PD. Dante Stills, defensive tackle, 20.3 points. Kevin Strong, defensive tackle. So good on you, Cardinals defensive tackles, uh, for getting some sacks in there. Both those guys, Kevin Strong and Dante Stills, had sacks. Kaiser White, 14.25. He bounced back after a quiet week four. He's been averaging 16.14. He had 11 tackles and a TFL, 100% of snaps. And then Marco Wilson, 12.25. So I think the headlines for me out of this game – Addy are just Kaiser White continue to fire him up with confidence. Dude is in probably an LB one rest of season, assuming health. Yeah, Kaiser White's awesome. Um, Trey Hendrickson, I mean he's he's been amazing this year. Also, the snaps been really good for Trey Hendrickson. He's playing sixty eight percent of the snaps. I think there was a there was a time where he was kind of um, a lot more one dimensional. Just basically could only put him out there on on pass rush snaps. But uh, now he's you know. He's out there for the majority of the, of the reps, it looks like. So, love to see that. Um, and then the, the production has just been great. So, hopefully that keeps up. All the metrics say that it should keep up. He's looking like one of the, the more elite pass rushers in the league. And, and he's in a good situation. Now. And no gloves. No gloves. My like man that. is just barehanded. Love that. Just like Paul Bunyan out there, doing work with those hands. 
He's a big boy. Big boy. Got a weird looking face. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I don't look at him and I'm like, you're probably one of the premier edge rushers. Because then you go look at Miles Garrett and it's like, huh, you guys play the same, not just the same sport, but the same position, huh? Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, good on you, Trey Hendrickson. Uh, Jim Rat. First guy in, last guy out type of thing. Jets get the 21 victory, 31 21 victory over the Broncos. And let's kick things off with the Jets and just take a bow, Quincy Williams. Your LB1, Spillane, maybe after two interceptions has entered the conversation, but I don't think he's no. uh, dethroned Quincy at this point. Quincy yeah. is your LB1 on the season. 33.25 points was averaging 17.94 the first four weeks, 100% of snaps. Nine tackles, a TFL, two sacks, 10 sack yards, a forced fumble, and three QB hits on 100% of snaps. But then right there behind him, C.J. Mosley, 22.75, 14.31 average the first four weeks, 13 tackles, two TFLs, and a PD on 100% of snaps. So let's just pause there. The Jets linebackers are freaking awesome. So good, dude. Yeah, I mean, 21.8 points per game this year for Quincy Williams. That is number one. Uh, like we mentioned, yeah, he's, he's LB one right now, 13.6% tackle rate. Um, and, but he's just sprinkling in these big plays. He's, he's in the backfield, like on the reg. You see it like multiple times a game. Talk about guys bringing the juice. He's it, man. He's it. He's it. And that's, uh, we talk about that a lot. Um, but that's so much of what defense is, right? It's just effort. Mm -hmm. And Quincy is one of these guys that brings the effort. And it's, it's always on display. Who are the guys that we've talked about bringing the juice, bringing the intensity, being the leaders on the field? It's two of the top five LBs, three LBs. It's Zaire Franklin and Quincy Williams. Yeah, This stuff matters. It's hard to quantify, and sometimes you don't know it until after the fact. But um, Quincy has that eye of, the, eye of the tiger this season, man. Yeah, It's been really cool to see. And then C.J. Mosley has just been steady Eddie right there behind him. So... That's been fun as well. I was going to try to pull it up here. Really sucks that Aaron Rodgers is hurt. I know, man. Do you think he has any shot of coming back and playing in season? I wouldn't think so. I don't think so either. I mean, I just feel like that's not a very smart move. For a 40-year-old to yeah. do with an Achilles? Let's just give it a go next season, bro. Yeah, just just chill out. The The team will be right there waiting for probably you. Probably you not. You're probably not winning a Super Bowl on you know with a no. hobbled Aaron Rodgers. Let's just recover and... Work towards next year. That's right. That's right. You're under contract. You restructured your deal, so you're going to be there. Yeah, Quincy is number one. Zaire Franklin is number two. Roquan Smith is number three. Number four, Eddie. Fred Warner. How about that? Mm. Love to see it. And then Terrell Bernard, as we all expected, <laughs> didn't even think he was going to win the job. Tyrell Dodson was the guy. But, yeah, he's LB5. And then Ernest Jones, LB6. And then Patrick Queen, LB7. So a lot of fun names in that top seven. But let's talk about the rest of the team because as much as I was excited about my Carl Granderson start, I rolled out uh, Azizo Jalari. Little did I know I should have picked the other New York edge rusher on my bench. Jermaine Johnson went for 18.35, three tackles, a TFL, a sack, a forced fumble, and a QB hit on 62% of snaps. But, Addy, the next guy on the list is someone I know you are very fond of who was next up playing uh, no, wait, that's, oh, wait, no, there's the other Bryce. There's two Bryce's back-to-back. Let's talk about the number five Bryce first, playing 44% of the snaps. 
Bryce Huff, 15.1 points this week, was only averaging five points per game weeks one through four. But remember, this guy, it's uh, its hard for him to crack the rotation. It's very deep there. They've been they've been making Will McDonald inactive. Yeah. I mean, that's how deep this edge – Carl Lawson, I think, was inactive this Carl week. Carl Lawson, yeah. McDonald's out there, but he's getting like 15% of snaps right now. Um, and then, yeah, Bryce Huff, I mean, 44% of snaps, but he, he racked up two tackles, one TFL, one sack, six sack yards, and two QB hits. If you remember the week before, he was really responsible for that safety that they got. Um, but, yeah, Bryce Huff, let me pull up these pressure numbers because they are out of control. Yeah, and then Bryce Hall was the number four guy, so two Bryces back-to-back, 17.9 points. DB for the Jets, uh, 98% of snaps, four tackles, a fumble recovery, a defensive touchdown, 93 return yards. 29.9% pressure rate right now oh my for goodness. Bryce Huff, which is just absurd. What were you talking about with Macri that the average pressure rate is is, is four for edge defenders? I swear I think it's like under 10. Yeah, around 10. Like, yeah, around 10. Seven to eight. Like if you're pushing 10, that's above average. So that's just a, absurd. Like we've talked about this before, but um, Bryce Huff is definitely one of these guys that we are super excited to see where he lands this offseason um he's averaging 5.2 pressures per game right now just crazy that's insane that's like i mentioned earlier it was um 5.2 per game you said yeah someone was uh who was it that i mentioned earlier at the start of the show that was averaging 5.8 but i mean he's right he's he's top 10 was it aiden hutchinson um, he's averaging seven a game. Oh my God, Aiden Hutchinson, you're nuts. Anyway, five point two is is crazy for Bryce Huff. So. Yeah. So the average pressure rate for edge defenders in 2022, minimum of a hundred snaps, was seven point two percent. Wow. So he's what uh, four times the average? Yep. That's nuts. This guy, I, 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 you said I think he's said to be a free agent. Mm-hmm. Seems like he's going to be one of those kind of low key the the the. Twitter geeks are going to be going nuts yes. when Bryce Huff gets himself like a nice little deal. Yes, to go be someone's like edge two, hopefully. Yeah, this I is, want to see him get that kind of opportunity. Yeah, this is one of those yeah um, hipster type yes type guys, right? This is a you know we 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 will be in on Bryce Huff before hundred percent hundred percent. Speaking of being in on someone before they were cool, Nick Benito, we pulled the short. Uh, that if you were going to throw a dart on this edge rushing group for the Broncos with Randy Gregory out the door, Addy mentioned that he would throw a dart on Nick Benito. And uh, if you did that, you were richly rewarded 23.5 points for Nick Benito, two tackles, two TFLs, two sacks, 10 sack yards, two QB hits, 74% of snaps, um, 62.5 PFF grade. So let's just pause there, Addy. Nick Benito. Yeah, hell yeah. 74% of snaps. I mean, that was his most of his career, I'm pretty sure. rising in the ranks with this kind of opportunity. Yeah, um, he's been great, dude. I mean, the pressure numbers are also really good for him. 14.3% pressure rate, um, 18.3 points per game. Just heating up, dude. 1.25 points week one, 18.3 week two, 15 in week three, 33.5 week four, and then 23.5 in week five. 17 points per game average the first four weeks. That'll probably go up to about 20 points per game. Yeah, and I mean, the tackles are really nice too. Um, Well, no, I'm looking at Jonathan Cooper. uh, Benito's averaging three tackles a game, um, but still five and a half sacks on the year, 15 tackles. I mean, and if the playing time is going to be like this, I'm very interested. And I think it will because um, remember Randy Gregory, he's now with the San Francisco 49ers. So Baron Browning is practicing or working okay. out. I think he's due back here pretty soon. Now, what is interesting is that the rumblings 
are that with this team, I believe one and four after this loss, mm-hmm. that a potential teardown is potentially coming for the Denver Broncos and that the only untouchable asset is Pat Sertan. So we could see, just just be aware that there might be some changes coming for the Denver Broncos as uh, Sean Payton tears this team down and remakes it in his image. So I don't think Benito's going to be the guy they ship off. The- no, I think Benito's um, playing time could actually go up depending mm-hmm. on who gets shipped out the door from that team. Feels like him and Baron Browning once he gets back to full health. That'll yeah. be who it is. Zach Allen was great. We'll get to him. I yes. Guess. Yeah. Zach Allen was number two, 22.95 points. Been quiet, less than 10 points per game average, but five tackles, a TFL, a sack, 12 sack yards, a forced fumble, and two QB hits on 86% of snaps. And then, yeah, Pat Sertan was number three there. He had five tackles, a pick, and a PD. Elijah Garcia, defensive tackle, was four. Damari Mathis, DB, was five. So, yeah, this Broncos team is going to be interesting to pay attention to. Notice we didn't say Alex Singleton. We did not say Josie Jewell. Mm -hmm. Singleton was the leading snap getter, uh, which was interesting. I think he was the green dot as well. Jewell was coming back from injury, so he missed, like, the last two or three weeks with with, uh, some type of issue. Um and, yeah, if it does start, you know, they start trading guys away, I mean, maybe we get to see more of Drew Sanders. I was going to say, I think the big beneficiary of a fire sale would be Drew Sanders. Yeah. Because why would you not want to see what you have in that guy? Yeah, and I mean, someone should come and get those linebackers. Seriously, yes. I mean, those guys would be Especially fine. Jewel. I think Jewel's on a last year of his deal or maybe a one-year deal. Yeah. So come get this guy. That would make a lot of sense. Yeah. So Chiefs-Vikings, Addy. Um, let's talk about the Chiefs side of things first. Uh, they got the 27 to 20 victory over your Vikes. Um, Justin Jefferson potentially out. It sounds like, um, yeah, that team is uh, on the other side of the seven point or yeah. less games this season. Because they're in these games, yeah. you know, and they're and the schedule's been brutal to start. Yeah. I mean, it's it's those that is just I, I don't really attribute a lot to luck in professional football, but winning those one score games often comes down to the bounce of a ball. Yeah. A ball getting tipped. Uh, I mean, just a, a play here or there can swing those close games. And we're having so many turnovers this year. You know, it just, we this it wasn't happening last year. But that's how that stuff goes. Yeah. I mean, let's we talk. Kind of knew this was going to happen. Yeah, that that tends to regress if you overperform. Then yeah, you can come crashing back down to earth like we've seen the Vikings do. But the Chiefs IDPs, lot of big names here performing well in this game. Trent McDuffie, 25 and a half points, six tackles, three PDs, three QB hits, 99% of snaps. Chris Jones got himself another sack, two tackles, a TFL, one PD, three QB hits, 78% of snaps. Legereus Sneed, so both McDuffie and Sneed cracked the top five, 20 points with eight tackles, two PDs, and a QB hit on 100% of snaps. Johnny called this out in his uh, best streaming matchups. He said this was the best matchup of the week. You're going to fire both these guys up because they get the Vikings, and here we are with both of these guys scoring north of 20 points. Number four on the list, though, Addy, who was it for the Kansas City Chiefs? Another player. I think you actually planted a flag on this guy. Yeah, Justin Reed, seven and a half, um, 17 and a half points this week. He was only averaging eight and a half points per game weeks one through four, but he had eight tackles, one forced fumble, one PD, played 100% of the snaps. Uh, the sweet spot usage this year has been really good. For Mr. Reed, he is um, he's averaging sixty seven percent of his his uh, snaps out of the sweet spot. Sixty seven, sixty seven. That's nice. 
Um, 73% for Trent McDuffie. So Trent McDuffie is banning that slot. Only 8.4% for Ladarius Sneed this year. So he's definitely he's moved. He's a wide corner. Yep. Yeah, I think we've seen it now. Uh, just to give you a, f- a full picture, Brian Cook is playing 42% out of the sweet spot. So um, that is the usage for your main corners. But and, Justin, and Justin Reed is leading the group there for sweet spot. It sounds 68%. Like. McDuffie has 73. But that's mainly slot. Right. Yeah. So, but yeah, the the Justin Reed usage is is as good as it's been in a while. There you go. And what's his? Uh, do you have his snaps there? Like his uh, snap percentages? I'm just curious if he is the leading safety for the Chiefs as far as snaps go. I think he is. I mean, I don't think he's he's played. He's averaging 62 snaps a game right now. I don't have yeah. actually the percentages okay. in there. So that's probably. I would say he's probably number one. Then it's coming for DBs. That's the, right. The DBs are lower on the pecking order. Right. Uh, and then Mike Dana was number five. Let's look at the Vikes though. Marcus Davenport. Mike Dana's been pretty damn good. He really has. We should give him more respect. 12.29 points the first four weeks. 79 percent of snaps. He got 16 and a quarter in week five. Marcus Davenport though 24.4 points. Uh, four tackles, one TFL, one sack, eight sack yards, and three QB hits, 79% of snaps. Jordan Hicks, 14 and a half, averaging about 11 the first four weeks. He had 10 tackles and a PD on 100% of snaps. Bye-bye Bynum continues to be very solid, 13 and a half, averaging 14.69, eight tackles and a PD. Harrison Smith came back down to earth a little bit. Still 13 points, 10 tackles, and a QB hit. And then Daniil Hunter, 12.7 points, averaging 23.29. Two tackles, a TFL, a sack, seven sack yards, and a QB hit on 77% of snaps. So there you go. Any takeaways? What's going on with Ivan Pace? Where is Ivan Pace? He's not really getting the stats we need. I think he's like in that 60 to 70% range right now. Uh, I can tell you exactly. So what you're saying is Brian Asamoa season. The hope is still alive for that. I don't think so. Damn it. Okay. I don't think so. I'm going to keep trying every week. He's not getting hardly any snaps. I think he got zero snaps this past All right. week. Super cool. Special teams. All right. Um, Pace, he is averaging 65% of snaps right now on the season. 68% week one, 79% week two, 62 in week three, 51 in week four. And what did you say he had this past week? Ivan Pace? Yeah. He's not even in the top five. Oh. Yeah, uh, so I'm not sure. I think around the same. You know, he's in that 60 to 70 range. But, yeah, he's just – he's not really done what we needed him to do. You know, we thought that he'd get in there and just tear it up with – even with, if he was only getting this 60 to 70% snap share. But it just hasn't been that yet. So, I I don't think you're dropping this guy because I do think that if something happens to Jordan Hicks, you know, he could just erupt. It may just be like a – I don't know that I'm starting Ivan Pace, though. Yeah. It may just be like a scheme thing where it's like, you know, only that main yeah. linebacker is the one that's going to be productive. Um, Friggin' Jordan Hicks, man. Here we are again. I know. The year of our Lord, 2023, and Jordan Hicks is still relevant. Still doing it. He's got two little fun oh, pieces behind him. And yep. No, it's just Jordan Hicks. On this defense, it's terrible. I know. Come on, guys. You know. Come on. We, But, you know, it. we may start. Don't butt, don't butt that. We may start seeing that now. That I mean, would be good. They're one in, they're one in four, right? Yeah. So. So what you're what you're hearing, folks, is Brian Asamoah, hope is still alive. There's a little bit of hope. It's a little beep on the monitor. Yep, but it's small. Yep, it's a little bit. Uh, let's talk about week sixteen, week seventeen. That's gonna say maybe when they're completely out of it and they've sold everybody else. It's coming. Uh, let's talk about Sunday night football. What a beatdown! Have we checked on Johnny to see if he's doing? He's he knows. He I think he called that this game was gonna yeah. be a massacre. So we saw that coming. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He's a realist. He understands. 49ers get the forty-two ten victory. I mean, who's stopping the Niners right now? 
Yeah, that's I don't know, man. that's the best team in football, and I don't know that it's particularly close. They're great. They're great. I mean, the Eagles can bring it any week too. Um, but God, that Niners team at every level is so scary. If Brock Purdy's doing doing what he's he hasn't doing. lost in the regular season, that's crazy. That's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, and he looks great. I saw someone. I, th- I can't remember who it was. Maybe Warren Sharp or one of the analysts on Twitter was just saying that he's like Jimmy G. If Jimmy G didn't fall to pieces after his first read mm-hmm. was covered, and then he said Brock's got that dog. Yeah. Jimmy G does not have that dog. And he's surrounded by dogs, dude. Oh, my God. I mean, just that the talent. I mean, Debo, CMC, Kittle, Ayuk. That is just absurd. You know, uh, them versus the Dolphins would be a really fun game. That would be a lot of Different fun. styles, right? Yeah. Um, but kind of similar as far as, like, get your playmakers in space and let them go get some yak. I mean, obviously similar run games, you know. Yep. And all that, you know, pre-snap McDaniel coming stuff. from the Shanahan tree. That would be that'd be a fun Super Bowl. That would be a lot of fun. That would be fireworks, bro. Hopefully Jalen Phillips is healthy at that point. God, I will mail him my oblique. <laughs> you can have it. Even if you only get a few strands out of it. I will I will give it up for you, Jalen. I know it is so it's so unfortunate just because we're watching Van Ginkle just tear it up. You're that's like supposed to be Phillips. That should have been Jalen. Should have been Phillips. It's that damn shirt. I know. I gotta get me a Van Ginkle shirt. You gotta, you gotta burn that shirt. Did I ever tell you what my idea for Macri to do for the big nickel? You know, uh-uh. the cover. Oh art? yes, yes. I think we talked about them. Just all the long haired boys. All the long haired boys. Singled in Van Ginkle. Um, who else are we missing? Anzalone. Anzalone. God, that's a really just you don't feel <laughs> you don't feel great about those guys, but they look great. Cole Holcomb, They're if you want like it. a little mullet, you sure. know. Yeah. So uh, Gardeck. Gardeck. Got to get Gardeck in there. there. Got to be the juice guy. So lots of great options. We've said it a lot though. The long hair, it works. Yeah, the lettuce it gives you superpowers apparently. So and then uh, yeah, I, I was gonna say Cam Curl got hurt, but that was Derek Forrest. So. Mm. Yeah, just a lot of bad juju from that shirt. Uh, yeah, so Cowboys side of things, J. Ron Curse, 18.2 points, 83% of snaps, four tackles, two TFLs, a sack, and a QB hit. Uh, Jordan Lewis, DB, uh, was next on the list. Vayton, Leighton Vanderneck, speaking of neck, could be going on the IR with a neck injury. You mm-hmm. can't make this stuff up, folks. But he had 12.5 points on 10 tackles, one TFL. I guess Damone Clark is the guy you want there? Maybe. There's also like a... Marquise Bell character. Okay, sure. Um, but, yeah, I would think Damone Clark will be the, the first in line, uh, and then we'll we'll monitor we'll, that second. We'll, yeah, we'll check it out from there. Yep. Jonathan Hankins, defensive tackle, 56% of snaps was next, and then Stephon Gilmore, 11 points. This is one of those games I don't take a lot away from this because it was such a washout right. um, that I'm not really stacking a whole lot into the IDP performance in this game. On the 49er side, though, uh, Fred Warner, take a bow. 34.3 points. He's been averaging about 14.7 the first four weeks. Eight tackles, a TFL, a pick, a sack, a forced fumble, a PD, a QB hit, 73% of snaps because they probably pulled him and Dre Greenlaw yeah. both. You can see. Just 36 snaps. Yeah, they played 73% of snaps both. So they yanked both those guys at the same time. Dre was next, 2335 just two studs, 11.19 average the first four weeks, five tackles, two TFLs, a sack, one PD, one QB hit. Nick Bosa got in there as well, 17.8, half a sack, four QB hits, a TFL, four tackles, 69% of snaps. Oren Burks, that shows you how crazy this game was for the 49ers, that Oren Burks, who got 51% of snaps coming in, 
in relief of Greenlaw and Warner was fourth on the list with 15.85 points. He got five tackles, a pick, a PD. And then Kevin Givens, why not? Defensive tackle on 45% of snaps was number five on the list. So uh, these 49ers LBs continue to be fantastic. We mentioned Fred Warner, I think, is number four leading uh, linebacker in the league right yeah. now for IDP. So Yeah, he's starting off really hot. Yeah, it's just it's awesome to see. Speaking of starting off hot, Drake Jackson. Yeah. He has definitely come back to earth. Yes, he has. Even the snaps are starting to come down. Okay, so I was ho- wondering how that was looking. Hopefully he's not hurt, but, um, you know, I mean, Randy Gregory's coming in. Yeah, that's not great for Drake Jackson. Not great. Just more competition. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, remember, 32.75 points week one, and then six, zero, 0. 0.75, and zero. Will he score the rest of the season how much he scored in week one? We'll find out. Like combined. Yeah. I, I think I think that's a it's good be close. Like, I think that's a good bet right now. It's gonna be uh, close to see if that actually happens. So let's wrap up here with the Monday night game that just concluded. And uh we're going to look at yeah, Packers and Raiders. I believe Raiders got the dub. So congrats to Las Vegas. I'm hopeful to get out to a game in Vegas at some point. That that stadium just looks cool. Go see that sphere. Yeah, go see that. I do want to see it. I heard the concerts in the sphere are insane. I'm sure. Can you imagine if like the venues like all around you, if you were like on any sort of drugs at oh, that place, I think you'd have a heart attack because it would definitely be, be on a lot of drugs. <laughs> yes. That you, place. You'd feel like you were on drugs. I feel like. So let's look at the Packers and Raiders here. And, uh, yeah, we got Max Crosby leading the way with 25.45 points. He had five tackles and a sack. Uh, Max Crosby is awesome. This is not a surprise. Marcus Peters, though, uh, was back in there as well. We'll talk about him in just a second. But the leading score for the whole game was Big Bob. Robert Spillane, 30.55 points. Wow. This, just nine tackles, but two interceptions. So, um Great, great game for Big Bob, and I would say a lot of managers probably were starting him because he's been pretty solid so far this season. Yeah, man, he's been great. What's he averaging right now? He's averaging 11.9 points per game on the season. This will definitely bump that up to probably 16, 17. Um, but, yeah, 12.3% uh, tackle rate right now. You just love the snaps. I mean, he's basically not coming off the field. He's the green dot. That's the thing. It's like it's not always pretty with Big Bob Spillane because mm-hmm. he's not a great player, but he's on the field. I mean, close to 100% is. 100% of the snaps this season. Yep, averaging eight and a quarter tackles per game. I mean, yeah, it's, that's that's great. That's a, that's perfect for like a linebacker three, four. It's where you drafted him, you yep. know. Um, and, yeah, I think I think that we're going to see him just continue to get better. Um, I mean, I'm already – I didn't really expect him to, to be this good, honestly. Um, so, very encouraging signs to start for Robert Spillane. There you go. Rudy Ford was next with 20.15 points. He had a pick. Nine tackles as well. Preston Smith. I think what did Rudy Ford have? He had a pick and nine tackles. Nice. He's yes. been really good. I yeah. picked him up uh, on waivers last week. Yeah, he started off the season quiet, 3.5, 7.75, but then 16 and a quarter, 21.6, and 20.15. So he does have two interceptions, one each of the past two weeks. So I keep saw that in where, mind. where Savage got hurt in this game as well. He did. Um, Quay Walker got hurt as well. We should mention. So Isaiah McDuffie, potentially Devondre Campbell was already out. I think, uh, Campbell's coming back maybe okay, next week. God. So that's good. My thousand best ball teams need it. McDuffie's been pretty good though. What mm-hmm. do you do tonight? Yeah. Let's see where he ended up. He was, yeah, 14 points. Yeah. 13.5 points, uh, 10 tackles. Yeah. So there you go. that's about what we expect. 
So, I mean, he'll do probably the same thing next week. I mean, yep. just yeah. plug him in. The linebackers are actually pretty solid in this game because Divine Diablo went for 13.5. He had go. 10 tackles. Uh, Kingsley Enigbare had a nice game as well. Uh, Preston Smith had, uh, looks like, three tackles in a sack. Enigbare had a sack. Kenny Clark had a sack. Uh, Rashawn Gary had a sack. There we so go. The, Did Van Ness do anything? I saw I don't get a little bit of love. Yeah, let's see. I don't think he's uh, – yeah, he had just two total tackles, so two okay. points. Uh, but we should mention, yeah, Quay Walker had four tackles before he exited. Uh, Keyshawn Nixon uh, had six tackles. So if you're in – you know, kick and punt return required leagues. He continues to be an interesting option, especially if you're playing CB required. Um, but then, yeah, Marcus Peters, 10 points. Uh, Trayvon Merrick, 12 points. Rasul Douglas uh, had 13. But, yeah, the big news out of this, we're going to have to monitor what happened with Quay Walker. Uh, and then, the, yeah, the Green Bay defensive line in a good matchup, um, which the Las Vegas Raiders are, uh, profited because each of these guys managed to land a sack. Smith, Enigbare, Clark, and Gary all teed off on the handsome one, Jimmy G. So, uh, But Max Crosby doing his damage as well, and Big Bob Spillane leading the way. So Raiders get the dub. Two IDPs for the Raiders lead the pack. So, um, yeah, not a lot to take away from that one. That's, I think, pretty chalky in terms of what we expected. Yeah, I don't think Nate Hobbs was available for this one I either. think he was out, yeah. Um, but, yeah. I mean, Tyree Wilson, he's uh, improving a little bit every single week. Um, I think that everyone's noticed he looks a little raw and a little slow. I think that's to be expected. He is recovering. He is trying to uh, transition to life in the NFL. Thrust into the limelight because of Chandler Jones. Exactly. I don't think anyone planned on him having to play these types of snaps, you know, this early. But uh, I think we're going to continue to see improvement from Tyree. Uh, again, I'm not really concerned about about him for Dynasty. Yep. Should be fine. Just a little yeah. earlier than we expected. Yep. So, all right, Addy, what is the what are some big things? Let's kind of recap here. I think for me it's a lot of like um injury type of replacements. I think waivers this week are going to be pretty hot and heavy on the linebacker side of things, uh, especially with the Bills, you know, uh with Matt Milano going out. That's yeah. going to be interesting to Kobe Dean, what happens there with with the Eagles, if he comes back, Baron Browning, how does that affect the Denver edge rushing group? What about Randy Gregory going to the 49ers? A lot of uncertainty. I know. You Here know. we are going into week six, and a lot of questions uh, still need to be answered. So pay attention. Lock in on this show. We're going to keep you um, ahead of the curve with what's going on. We should mention, speaking of this show, uh, that we've got the week six preview. That'll be Joey joining Evan for that one. And then I will be on my way to Canada, as I mentioned, on Sunday. So it will be Evan and Trip on Monday recapping week six. And then we will be back for a little double feature. We will preview uh, week number, I guess that's week number seven, and then recap week number seven as well. Uh, shout out to Evan for holding us down here with the preview and the recap this week. So look forward to those episodes. We love getting the football guys involved. We got Joey. We got Trip. You know they are going to bring it. You do not want to miss those recaps. But, uh, yeah, theidpshow.com. Like we always mentioned, check out the YouTube as well. YouTube.com slash at the IDP show. Uh, the rankings episodes over there with Jace every week are phenomenal. Addy's got Nate Markham. Your brother coming in this right. week for the ranking show. Love you, bro. So check it out. Should be a lot of fun. I really enjoy those every week. We got Johnny streaming cornerbacks, article, and podcast. Leezy's back on the YouTubes with Banged Up. So that's 
invaluable information. There's a there, every time I listen to Lee's podcast, I'm always shocked by how many guys are out that I'd had no idea about had I not listened to that podcast or watched. Yeah, it's, it's, check it out. He's, he's a stream, stream boy. boy. Yeah, it's a jinx. Hashtag stream boy. He's a very good looking stream boy. So yeah. check out Dr. He's got Lee's. the LED lights. I mean, yes. it's, it's, he's official. He's official. Yeah. He's got the nice microphone, the All nice right. camera. He's a good looking dude. So check it out on the YouTubes as well. Speaking of good looking dudes, uh, one little note I want to touch on. Did you see Blake, uh, Blake Cashman? No, is he hot? He's very hot. Well, shit, that's why he's playing all those very snaps. Very nice uh, jawline. Okay, there we go. Yeah, We've like really this. nice. Yeah. So. The Alabama connection for D'Amico Ryans mm-hmm. gets uh, Henry Tuo the number one spot, but he's like, that Blake Cashman. He's got one he, hell of a jawline. Got to sell some programs. Yes, sir. Got to sell some tickets. Yes, put him sir. up on the banner. So uh, that's good. It's good to have handsome people in the NFL. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, he, maybe he has a Matt Milano trajectory, just could, you know, looks-wise. Could be. Milano's very handsome. Hey, hot people go further. That's true. Long hair go far. Sure. Handsome go far. Yeah. And we go far, Eddie. That's right. Just because we're grinders. To the moon. We're gym rats. But check us out, theidpshow.com. Like we mentioned, Evan is back with Joey to preview week six, and then Evan and Tripp will recap it. So we'll see you guys next Thursday. But until then, enjoy the football. Be good to each other, and we'll see you all soon. Tired of the hurt, got tired of the shade. Just booked a flight downtown LA. With my head in the sand, eyes to the sky. Keep my chin up, gotta get mine. Too old for the handouts, doing just fine. No suicide, laid it all on the line. I can't stop now. Haven't hit my prime, I can't stop now. I wanna feel alive, I can't stop now. Too many of my friends die, I can't stop now. I can't stop now. Whoa.